You're watching WLWT News 5, leading the way. Hello, hello. It is WLWT News 5 Today's Daily Dose. Kelly Rippin, Stephen Albritton, Fletcher Keel, and we are getting to headlines this morning, starting with a car crash into a high school. No. Mm, uh, wow. Someone didn't want to take a test. No, we're <laughs> yes. joking. That's uh, it's a serious issue, um, but we're still working to find out if it was an accident or intentional. Yeah, this car drove quite a long ways. Megan Mitchell was out there this morning. She said about 50 yards away from the road to where this car hit a Woodward Technical Career High School, and it was a violent crash. So whoever was driving this car uh, hit it going very, very quickly. Uh, doors had to be taken off eventually after the car was obviously moved away and uh, boarded up but school probably still going on 845. They get started over there. And a, a great part of Megan's live shot this morning uh, in the 6 o'clock, which you can go back and watch on our website, WLWT.com, is you can see towards the end of it, whoever is there to help clean up was like working that door off to try and get it off and make the repairs. So um, not something that you see every day. And it, it the door is kind of in like a like a column hallway, if that makes sense, like a little right. overhang. And it almost looks like it's a little too small for a car to fit in the first place. So when you see the, the pictures of the cars <laughs> in the doors, it, it has more questions than just how did it get there? Is How did it fit through there? All, all sorts of things. Believe that the two people who were in the car took off. So um, there's obviously a lot that they have to look at there, whether there's video from the high school that they can uh, allude to to see what's going on. Obviously, if the car has a license plate, they can potentially track that back to registration, all that fun stuff. So uh, more to come there. Uh, but just as a heads up, if you attend Woodward, you might be like, hey, what's going on this morning? Nope, it's, yeah, I believe we were under the impression you're still having school. Yes, just, uh, differently, you're so not using that know. entrance or exit for the time <laughs> being. Right. Um, all right, let's talk Pike County. I know that this has gone on for months. We've talked about it for months. Uh, probably, and I was talking with someone on social media this morning, this is probably the first step in hearing a little bit less about this, but the verdict came back yesterday after seven and a half hours, the jury finding... George Wagner IV, who is the, one of the sons, guilty on all 22 counts. Yeah, we lots, were there live. We, we took the courtroom live. Uh, uh, Todd Dykes was out there. Karen Johnson was out there. Jeter McGee went out there. We had Meredith Stutz out there um, this morning following up. But uh, it was a very emotional moment. I, I remember specifically, it sounded like somebody yelping yeah. in the background when that first yeah. um, guilty verdict was read because, you know, it was probably a sign of the next 21 charges also right. um, probably going to come out guilty, which they did. But um, then we heard from uh, the Roden family and family representatives, I believe, pretty much for the first time, you know, they were were very quiet through it all as you can imagine a very tough time for them and I think we all kind of were taken aback how um, the, the word I don't want to say respectful Gra gracious, but they, just even. gracious yeah. that they felt sorry for George Wagner you know he's probably gonna be spend the rest of his life in prison and it was just a, a, a very human moment uh, that we were able to see I, I said they're they're better people than potentially I, I don't know how oh, wow. you would even how you would even react to that but um, yeah there was a lot and there is still a lot to unpack there so this was the first of potentially two trials Billy Wagner who is technically George Wagner the third but goes by Billy the father in the family he is supposed to go on trial whether he decides now after this to come to some kind of plea agreement or what we can't predict the future so we will find out um, but he is supposed to still go to trial angela billy's wife and jake george's brother their other second son have pleaded guilty so they will not go to trial um, but that's what took the death penalty off the table but it, yeah i mean i 
even for, you know, obviously for these families, gosh, it's been, what, six years of this conversation. And so that, that sound that we all heard from the courtroom, understandable, because my goodness, they've just been waiting for something, anything, movement on this. Um, and then also just to hear them speak and realize that they're going through the holiday season too with all of this. And they kind of said, we're hoping to just take a deep breath, get a little bit of peace, be with our family and and get through this season together. And uh, Todd Dykes asking great questions um, as they were talking, obviously very respectful. And he said, you know, there was a little girl at the center of this custody battle. How is she doing? And they said, she's doing very well. She's surrounded by loving family. She's nine years old now, which is really wild to think about. So um, yeah, a lot there. And I know people are probably, you know, a little burnout from the conversation. Yeah, it's right. been a long time, yes. um, but you'll probably hear a little bit less now. So, and, but um, well, real quick, you know, they talked about, um, you know, the piece they want to get, you know, George Wyden, the fourth still has to be sentenced. And the judge right. said sometime uh, this month, I believe after the 12th, between Christmas and like mid month, uh, right. that'll happen. So we still have way to go. And I was just going to add, in addition to hearing from Roden family members yesterday, we also heard from Governor DeWine. Yes. You can hear all those clips over on our website. All right, let's get a check of the forecast. All right, we have temperatures right now sitting in the 20s and there's a little bit of a breeze so that does make it feel like the upper teens, especially once you get into northern Kentucky and areas to the north of the 275 loop. Right now it feels like 15 in Hamilton. So your 12 hour forecast, clear skies and cold temperatures for the morning commute. By the afternoon, a few passing clouds and we'll make it up to about 38 degrees for tomorrow. 53 before some rain showers Friday night into Saturday morning. Full Pike County wrap up WLWT.com. There is so much. And again, I think it is important to hear the rodents speak because you do really get a sense of what kind of folks they are, the people that they lost in their life. Um, and that is all on our website. Right. All right, let's move on to another super fun conversation. Hospitals being very busy. Tis the season. I mean, this happens every year. I think also we're seeing a very interesting time where we're not as socially distant. We're not masking up. People are probably not washing their hands as much as they should, even though that's disgusting. Um, but yeah, illnesses going around the worst flu season we've seen in a really long time. Yeah, immunity levels not where they were since we were social distancing, right. masking, being very careful over the past three years. But it's the triple threat, and we've spoken about it, about it before. You know, COVID, RSV, also flu. Flu levels are off the charts right now. Bunch of kids getting RSV, and you know, hospitals they had to go on diversion here and there. ER rooms are getting really, really packed, and our doctors are really asking you if you have symptoms and all you want is to get tested, you need to go to your primary care doctor because you're going to you know, send more people to the ER, put more sickness in one place, and you might go with flu and then come out with RSV or COVID or some other combination because there's a lot of sickness going around. So it's very important to protect yourself, get your flu shot, still time to do that as well. Yeah, the CDC uh, reporting high or very high respiratory illnesses within 35 states. Uh, that, is a, that is 20 times higher uh, compared to last year. So just take precautions, just be wary and view have a cough, it's not gonna ruin your day, but maybe stay home if you're not feeling well. Right. Um, days are so there for a week. That's right, that's yes. right. And it's a stressful time of the year, we get it. You're not trying to like be out of work or not around people, but also you wanna enjoy the holidays. So yeah, I got my flu shot back in 
like early September. They gave it to me very oh, early me. on, and you know, I mean, I've knocked on plexiglass, felt <laughs> pretty great. Uh, I did have a stomach bug for a little for a day there, but yeah, thankfully yeah. And, it was short-lived. And it's important to know that like, you might get a flu shot, and you still might right. catch a different strain right. of the flu because right. there's multiple strains out there. Or just like we've seen with COVID, where just because you get it doesn't mean you get the shot. You won't get it, but it might rapidly, severely reduce symptoms or reduce time that you're sick. So still precaution we're taking in many cases. Wash your hands. Please. And wash your hands. Wash Please your wash your hands. A lot. I, I still disinfect everything at a store. It just, yeah, it, it just feels better. Um, the UC coaching search update. There is no update. There is no update. It's the same update as yesterday. Yeah, still an interim coach. Just the search continues. Search committee is working hard on it, I'm sure. But there's, there's so much to go into hiring a new coach in this era. Yeah. We talked about it yesterday on the Daily Dose with mm -hmm. NIL, with Transfer Portal, with so many other outside issues. And, and the person you hire you know, is not just a football coach. They are a brand ambassador. They are the Absolutely. face of it. They get in front of the media. They're the first person to take questions. And you know, there's just a lot more than just the X's and O's of college football. So I'm sure John Cunningham is taking his time to get the right hire Absolutely. to keep this train that is on the right track moving in the right direction. heading that direction and not to mention the relationship between the head coach and the players that is often mm -hmm. a you know father-like figure for so many 100%. of those players yep. and it's you spend so much time together and yeah maybe it's not as one-on-one -on -one as we think in our heads but I mean that is someone that they look to they talk to they go to for guidance and so those are all important factors and it trickles down throughout the rest of the coaching staff yes. as well right. there might be a couple so say if Kerry Coombs isn't re, isn't uh, named the full-time head coach there's a good chance he probably will stay on staff but he's one of the two or three that will while the rest We'll have to find new jobs, and those players form uh, relationships with them, especially on such a big team crazy. with those position uh, coaches. So uh, Coombs and Gino uh, Gudluji, I believe is how you pronounce it. I still don't know. No, I'm not trying uh, to I'm sorry. But there's, they're still – Gudluli. Gudluli. Yeah, Gudluli, yes. I'm Italian. Even I looked at <laughs> that and was go. like, oh, boy. Uh, still seen as, as if – UC will go in or go in house. Those are the two guys uh, to look out for. Brian Hartline from Ohio State also expected to get a look in reports. Nothing concrete. Uh, <laughs> nothing. Reports Deion Sanders, They're even though the guy are. who reported that down in Florida had a another reporter contacted Deion Sanders said, "Is this tweet true?" In which Cincinnati was named in it. He said, "Not officially," saying that it wasn't down to three schools and Cincinnati was one of them. But not to say that he isn't. But, uh, yeah, with the way that uh, you see – and it was the same thing with the Wes Miller hire, too, where they were very tight-lipped until we got word that Wes Miller was going to be the head coach. So uh, we might not know anything, almost kind of like the Fickle situation. I'd imagine we, don't, we won't know anything until That's we right all of a sudden know, know a whole lot yeah. really quick. The scramble starts. So. Uh, just, again, watch your sources on social media, please. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then the Bengals gearing up for the Chiefs. we got a couple days, so we can talk about this even a little bit more tomorrow. But, obviously, Jamar Chase's injury um, – on the, we're heading in the right direction, hoping to see him suit up and on the field on Sunday. Yeah, said he injured it, scoring a touchdown in New Orleans. And then, of course, the amazing thing after that is he wound up playing and scoring another couple touchdowns against Atlanta the next Supreme week. Supreme athlete. Haven't seen, it yet, or haven't seen him since then, unfortunately. Uh, but said he was kept out last week as a precaution, so it sounds a little more promising that he might take the field against Kansas City this week. Yeah, this is the uh, Manning and Brady situation all over again with Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. And you can even throw Josh Allen in the mix. We had a three-headed monster in the AFC. It's fun because the Let's Chiefs, feel or, me, the Bengals do play the Bills here in a few weeks as well. So. A lot, of, lot, lot of things happening. A lot of things happening. All right, that's all we have time for today. We'll be back tomorrow, Friday. I know, I know, Fletcher, you won't be here. I'll forget it. I'll miss you guys. Uh, we yeah, will sure talk about will. some of the weekend plans when we are here with you tomorrow.